Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates. We will never get. <laughs> Dude, I fucking. I, I'm really trying to like reverse psychology my way into this NPR sponsorship. Like, That'd I would be pretty great if we ended up finding a way to actually get it somehow. <laughs> I just like maybe like the first like podcast Tiny Desk concert <laughs> where we have DJ Jam spin as we just do a fucking episode of The Flood, right? Like, that would be fire, wouldn't it? That would be that would totally be fire. Also, tiny desk concerts are totally fire. Tiny desk concerts are pretty sweet. I don't I mean like tiny podcast, co- uh, tiny podcast, podcast concerts. <laughs> God damn it, dude! Why do we not have like why? Hi NPR. Listen, I know we be wildin' a lot, right? I, I know we have a a, a, a love and hate, hate relationship, relationship, right? Like it's more of like a love and barely notice relationship because I appreciate the work that NPR does. You smell different when you're awake. Um, however, I really want you to stop ignoring us because Baby, come back. what you guys really need is an injection of some attitude, right? Like NPR needs to go MTV. And the flood with Doc and Ziggy would be the perfect way to do that. Because we got some attitude. <laughs> we got some fucking attitude. You might you can't say. can't believe what you say to me. I got some attitude. You might say the levels of attitude are rising up. Just like the Blitzkrieg. In and with the quickness. Crashing through. <laughs> this is Doc. And Ziggy. With the flood here, making a plea to NPR and a Nazi reference all in the same opener. <laughs> that is our pop perspective. We know you love those World War II docs, NPR. <laughs> Putting culture in context. Make the mainstream make sense, because if we do not make sense, we don't, don't make, make do- Kind of like NPR. <laughs> Which is why, you know, they're always doing fundraiser drives. And I'm just saying you wouldn't have to do, do that. Think, do you think NPR survives day one of Trump 2.0? The one day he's going to be a dictator. Ooh, just the one day. Listen, I'm just saying if you bring if you bring Doc and Ziggy on before that, we could definitely make sure that doesn't happen for y'all, right? I, that's all I'm saying because, like... We'll call, we'll call Locks, we'll call Wu-Tang, we'll call G-Unit... We'll call all of the great sages out of Oakland, and the capital will never fall. Man, I am hype for this holiday season, despite the encroaching, or as the economists would like to have you believe, the encroaching inflation. I mean, I'm definitely feeling the economic inflation. I don't know about you, but uh, Christmas shopping has been hard on the pockets. Like, I mean, it ain't been that hard on the pockets, right? But but I'm definitely looking for them Black Friday sales. Dog, I graduate college in two weeks. Yeah, I'm a little concerned. <laughs> Are you looking at that job market, huh? could have told you not to do that. Yeah, it's um the whole the whole uh, 
after college thing hasn't really sunk in yet. How has it not? Uh, I love it when people say stuff like that because I'm like, what do you, what have you niggas been doing this whole time, right? Like, what have we been doing this for? It's right, like having applied the for experience? the types of jobs that I want to look for. Like, I, my resume literally wouldn't get a second look, despite how good it is, I, how good it looks, and it looks great. I mean, as somebody who is currently trying to, uh, you know, transition jobs. Um, Trust me, I feel you. I'm currently trying to transition jobs with no real college experience on my resume, right? Uh, it's, it's quite a stopper in the um, in the job market at this point in time. I'm sure lots of our listeners might, you know, agree or identify with that a little bit. It's it's kind of having having a college degree is like having a high school diploma on your job uh, your what you call your resume now, right? Like back in the '90s, like you couldn't get a job without that or a GED. Um, and nowadays, uh, having a bachelor's is like a fucking requirement. <laughs> like, yeah, for the for, for most entry level, but that and also ten years experience, right? You know, you gotta have ten years this experience. This feels weird for me because I look at those at look at those now, and I'm like, that's a joke, Holy but it's shit, not a joke. I right? actually am qualified. It's a joke, but it's not a joke because, you know, lots of these entry-level positions do require you to come in at very, very minimum base rate, but also demand that you have, like, expert-level experience upon beginning the job, Yeah. which is, like, weird. Where do you guys find those people? Because the, the positions consistently get filled, right? And that's where lots of people get into the conspiracy theory of nepotism, the right? One, the one thing that I would say right now is based off is nepotism the a conspiracy theory? specifically looking at the pay range uh, probably gives them the leeway to be like oh you're a newbie you're gonna get this amount oh you have more experience you're gonna get this amount which is the same position but still substantially higher than that person would have got yeah I mean I hear from a lot of people who have the experience that they're still not even getting what their experience dictates, right? Like, you know, that would they would necessarily be accredited to otherwise. These companies are still lowballing people and still demanding the most optimum work level, right? Oh, I'm going to make the dankest memes. Are you kidding me? <laughs> I mean, be prepared to sweat it out in them post shops, dog. Like, <laughs> I'm just telling you, you know, you already know what kind there of work this social media grind is. Yeah, well, I mean, the like the, the job I told you about is uh, like it, it varies from 68 to 108. So there's definitely room for negotiation. Yeah, yeah. Ain't nothing wrong with that, though, player. I, I got my hopes up for you because... Like I said, right now, it is not a good time to get caught without some income. Uh, fucking landlords all over are, you know, winning these cases against their tenants that were holding out on the rent strikes, you know, since COVID, because that's actually still going on yeah. in a lot of places. Because people can't, I mean, fucking rent is like, what, three-fourths of most people's income at this point? Yeah, it's something retarded. Um... Lots of people can't even rent the basement apartments out anymore. I remember when that started to become a thing. And 
I don't. I remember being much more alarmed about that than I feel like a lot of people were. Like, cause I was house hunting around that time, right? Um, and I kept seeing people charging like what you would expect to get like a one bedroom apartment for, like a studio apartment for, for their basements. And I'm like, <laughs> is that where housing is at? And that's not disturbing to anybody. It's like, what do you do for and a that was, job? Are you like, how are you not making bank as a basket weaver? that was that was 2019 right like that was in 2019 when i feel like that uh the basement apartment uh boom really hit its peak bubble right but that was also i feel like a a sign of the times and now yeah like a one bedroom fucking apartment is no less than 1400 in a lot of places dude and i'm like fucking where do you think people are working (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> some motherfuckers still work for chick-fil-a dog and like i know mcdonald's is paying like 14 an hour starting in a lot of places now right but they, even that's still like peanuts compared to what you really need to get an apartment out of this or to like live sustainably right like to live sustainably you need somewhere between 26 to 28 dollars an hour at bare rate like that's what they i think that's what economists say uh minimum wage should be at this point in a much less darker tone <laughs> welcome to the doomer cast like to start our show with a little bit of doom and gloom after that Oh, after yeah. we're done stealing John Oliver's thing, are you so after after pleading for an NPR sponsorship and, and then, then proceeding proceeding to <laughs> Doom Post using the word retarded multiple times? Did did we use retarded? I did. Oh, I'll have to edit that. Uh, there goes that NPR sponsorship. Yep. <laughs> after that, we like to remind you all what you all have been listening to this week. Once we figure out what you all have been listening and to this week. week's hit on the algorithm is... is take a guess, take a guess, you're not gonna get it. Is it Mariah Carey? Nope. It's not Mariah Carey this it close to Christmas? Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda what? Lee. What? That's number one on the... That's oh. number one on the book. Oh, okay. I see you guys. I see y'all out there. Uh, in the in the holiday spirit and oh, also also try rocking around the christmas tree come on get it together get it together Ziggy. jesus jesus come on i know one of your faves got a rocking around the christmas tree cover right if it, if it ain't prince then it's then it's mariah's number two <laughs> come on mariah's number two the queen she's literally the snow queen right <laughs> she's got to be like the snow queen the ice queen the ice queen but even the, like she's so much the ice queen that she's like no you will keep me around for new year's eve damn it yeah. <laughs> yes i will perform all i want for christmas on new year's eve <laughs> to remind you all that i will be back she's like like frosty the snowman at this point <laughs> right it's, mariah like, the ice queen it's like drilled into my head the image of her doing uh and this this might even be a mandela effect but her doing the uh uh, ball drop in Times Square with Psy doing Gangnam Style. <laughs> no, I. 
I that was oh god what what year was that 2012. like 2012 yeah that was a weird time dude like I should have known when 2012 was such a weird like that was that was let, setting let, the let's, tone let's put like, this into perspective for everybody Gangnam Style was the first YouTube video to ever get a billion, billion views. views. That I and feel that, like, that took that took a long time. And it legit kind of GTA trailer already has over what three hundred million? Yeah, it, I. It's been out three days. I feel like that really legitimized YouTube, right? Like once the video, like once something went that viral, and YouTube became like the source for like viewing that viral content. It really, that's when, like, advertisers were like, oh, okay, this might be the wave, right? Like, because even before then, you had, like, the creator wave and all that stuff. Yeah. The big uh, maker studios and stuff. Um, but that was, like, the beginning of the industry. Like, yeah. that size shit was like, oh, okay, people are, like, actually on here, on yeah. here like that. Yeah, well, and shit ain't well, been the well, same well, since. Well, Right, like fucking people been chasing that goddamn, uh, that goddamn dragon. Uh, what do you? What was your most? Uh, what do you think was the most viral moment to happen this year? As we're rounding out the year. Ocean Gate. Ocean Gate. Oh, the sub. Yeah, yeah. No, the I know. That's why I said, oh, cause yeah, the sub. Right, like, mm, it wasn't the slap. The slap wasn't this year. That wasn't this year. The slap was last year. Uh, two years ago. Was the slap was two years no, ago? No, I think the slap was last year. The slap was definitely the most viral moment from that year, though. Yeah. But I think this year it's probably Ocean. Maybe George Santos, just as, as a whole. <laughs> but I would say George. As, as oh yeah no you're right it was March I'm tripping I'm I'm bugging uh, that was March of 2022 um, so that wasn't even like towards the end of the year yeah I guess so I guess it's got to be Ocean Gate Queen dying but I mean like as far as like single we we went through this I think it would have to single mean moments it would either have to be Ocean Gate or the Alabama Riverboat brawl oh yeah that was a big one too. Uh, damn, right. I'm trying to think, hey, were there any special Trump moments that happened this year other than him getting censured? Um, not censured, but, uh... Gag order. Yeah, the gag times. order. <laughs> Indicted four times. Yeah. We forgot he actually, uh, settled in that civil trial. Does Israel Hamas count? That's not viral. I mean, is it not though? By definition, viral moments. Don't make the joke, Dan. Don't make the joke, Dan. <laughs> Don't make the. It's a trigger moment. That's for sure. Damn it! You had one fucking job. Man. There goes the NPR sponsorship. Alabama Riverboat Brawl is definitely a top contender, though. I mean, you guys let us know what y'all think is the most viral moment of the year as we round things out. Uh, I mean, we still have a couple of weeks here, so there's definitely room for a surprise. Uh, I was going to say a surprise attack, but that felt very ominous. Uh, <laughs> don't want to, especially after talking. Uh, <laughs> hey, Ted. Ted the Pet. Hi, Ted. So I had to do another one of those, like, Spanish 3D adventure games that I was telling you about. Oh, for your class? Yeah, for my class. It was a lot more benign. 
they dropped me off in Colombia. In oh, I'm sorry, in Colombia. Colombia. And uh, in this town where I was still playing as Victor. Um, Shout out to Victor. And all I had to do was like go find something to eat and then get a present and then uh, listen to some music and tip a musician. It was a lot less a lot less eventful than the fucking ghost peacock statue thing. I am glad for you because you know it really seems like you've been having a time with that Spanish homework you know you've been struggling with it for a while just like Grand Theft Auto fans were struggling for any kind of just scrapes of what the next series was gonna look like right and we finally finally got a taste of what the next installment of Grand Theft Auto was gonna look like the Grand Theft Auto 6 trailer dropped this week and boy as zig stated earlier it has made the rounds it is currently sitting at hold on give me a second if you haven't seen it it's on youtube go look go to youtube it's there like probably as soon as you open the website the grand theft auto 6 trailer is currently sitting at 123 million views after just being uploaded three days ago currently as of the time recording it's already causing quite a stir. Conservatives and gang alpha bros are super upset that one of the rumors uh, has been confirmed, and it seems like Grand Theft Auto, not seems like, Grand Theft Auto has its first female protagonist in Lucia, a uh, Latina from Miami who was doing Vice time. City. Yeah, Vice City. My bad. I said Miami because oh boy, that trailer. But as we will get, we'll get into that. Um, who was done doing time in prison after you know serving a stint for being what into prostitution and drug running, um, and is now on her way back to make amends and close some ties. Right. Um, not much other than that has been revealed, other than the fact that she will be partnering up with her lover boy in a Bonnie and Clyde style run through Vice City, uh, which I think is confirmation that we will have the uh, gender switch co-op play going on here, right? You will get to switch between the two characters, both the boyfriend and Lucia, but the main story is being driven through Lucia, which I believe is, I, I think oh, that's- Oh shit, Lucia was the name of the girl character in the Spanish games? Yo, I was playing a GTA 6 trailer! Oh my god. Anyway, uh, the same way that the main story is told through Franklin in Grand Theft Auto V, right? Um, so, they are continuing that trend, but I, the city, the, 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 the environment, the landscape, all of that looks amazing. Um, Grand Theft Auto is stepping into what I feel like is Sims territory with the way that their NPCs look, and they really spent these last what oh my god has it been 15 years no it's not been 15 it years does, it, it, gta 5 is not that old i don't know dude. i mean it's not new by any means anymore Hold on. Grand Theft Auto 5. 2013 Grand Theft Auto 5 came out in 2013 Shit. so it's been 10 years uh they spent and <laughs> rockstar has spent those last 10 years thoroughly scraping through and observing Florida culture. 
with I, a fine tooth comb. I made a joke earlier this week. I was like, I think the reason GTA 6 has taken so long to make is because the world kept doing more fucked up <laughs> and ridiculous shit that, par- that, that Rockstar was like, okay, we have to parody this. Yeah, dude, like, oh my god, dog. Like, they probably could have released GTA 6 in, like, 2018, and then they saw Trump get elected, and they're like... Oh, world's gonna change. Yeah, I once again that uh, the Grand Theft Auto trailer is like a shot-for-shot remake of some of the most trending Florida moments of all time. Yeah. <laughs> like you can literally go on YouTube right now yeah. and see the shot, the side-by-side comparison, and it's it just it looks really great. Um, it will not be dropping until uh 2025 pro- who knows around what time right knowing well, the, rockstar the, the trailer people the, the trailer scrape people conspiracy are like it's gonna be like april uh because in that one scene where there's numbers all around the thing they have six numbers that line up to the trailer release date and then some other numbers that line up to a potential date in the 25th yeah so um but we're probably all just gonna get shafted and it's gonna be holiday well i mean i feel like especially with a lot of the controversy that's been going on inside of these studios as far as like work demand and like work environment goes the debacle behind the release of games like cyberpunk and no man or no man's sky and all of that rockstar is definitely i mean grand theft auto is their baby right like red dead redemption is like their passion project but like grand theft auto is their baby there's no way they are going to let the decade long release not even decades long because like i said by the time it comes out it'll be like 12 years they don't get the privilege to make red dead without gta existing yeah, no, um, it is a cultural cornerstone um, at this point, right? It is one of the most infamous games of all time. If no, not it's got to be the most infamous, infamous game, game of all time, right? Like, Even if you know, it's not the most heinous game, it's the most infamous. It, it's definitely top five of all time, right? Like, it's top five game of all time. It's like, what, Super Mario, Tetris, Sonic the Hedgehog, Pong, Grand Theft Oh, Dog you just want to do top five, like, <laughs> video games ever? Um, or franchises i'm just i'm just saying like yeah no if if we if we were making if we were in the future observing a history book of video games i'm sure like the first five games that would be listed would be somewhere around super mario tetris pong sonic the hedgehog grand theft auto you're forgetting madden no yeah. No, I don't think, I don't. I really don't think, as far as video games Assassin's are concerned. Creed? No. No, I'm sorry. Like as far as video games are concerned, like if we're in the macro perspective of the future, if you want to describe what a video game is like to a person, right? Like those would probably be one of the five games that you would list that would be ubiquitously known video games right like madden yes madden is a sport attached to like a sports icon right so but if you want the most recognized sports game it's going to be fifa first of all it's not going to be Madden. globally yeah 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 and so that's what i'm saying like if globally you're trying to describe video games to somebody in 2135 right uh, you would grant. I'm I'm telling you, Grand Theft Auto, Pong, maybe Sonic the Hedgehog. I threw that one in there on, like you know, uh, bias, right? That's because that was mine growing up, 
Uh, but Super Mario is definitely in there. If I was gonna come up with like a timeline of video games, I mean, maybe of there's no like, fighting game in there, right? I was right? about to say, I'd, I'd probably say Super Mario World. I would substitute Mortal Kombat for Sonic the Hedgehog, right? If like a fighting game gets remembered throughout history. Because remember, Nintendo doesn't think that Super Smash Brothers is a fighting game. It would be Mortal Kombat. Like, the fighting game to rule all fighting games. I'd say Street Fighter. I feel like Street Fighter is up there as a contestant, right? But, like, as far as brand recognition goes, I think more people now, especially, like, the younger generation, are probably drawn to Mortal Kombat then like the last Mortal Kombat did I think did more numbers than the Street Fighter game released did uh, the last Mortal Kombat got more press because of the terrible Switch port I don't think that was the only reason um, because the last Mortal Kombat was a complete like not retcon but like uh, they went back to the origin yeah like the true origin like Liu Kang isn't dead yeah. unless Liu Kang time traveled yeah so according to Game Sensor, sales numbers seventeen. So Mortal Kombat One did almost seventeen million in revenue in the first ten days. I can't find the actual sales numbers for Street Fighter Six, but it looks like it did really well too. So like I said, as far as fighting games are concerned, one of those two. And yeah, I guess if we had to include a sports game, though, it would be FIFA. Uh, right. and like Halo 2? Yeah, Halo, uh, oh, I guess, no, if we had to include a shooter, it would be Doom, because you can run Doom on anything. At the end of the world, it will be cockroaches and Doom. And Twinkies. <laughs> cockroaches, Twinkies, and Doom, right? A fucking eight-year-old's dream. <laughs> cockroaches. Give them a magnifying glass, they'll yeah. be fine. Good source of protein, right? You know, to balance out all those Twinkies, Ugh. Oh, you think those cockroaches can program dude? <laughs> Onto the Twinkies? <laughs> yeah. Onto the t- I feel like if I had to be a science nerd about this, it would be easier to program Doom onto the cockroaches than it would be the because Twinkies. Because you technically can program it onto crabs. <laughs> God. Theoretically. God. Ah, God. Science is weird. Science is weird. And then people... Uh... That is right. There's a video that says, this is theory. And if you, like, what, link enough crabs together, they generate electricity that you can use to program, to run Doom? Like, it's an insurmountable large amount of crabs. Okay. But, which which exists, if you've ever seen the Christmas Island, like, crab march. Have you ever seen that shit? No. Oh, my God. Hold on. Um, Just for general. Are they crab people? Hold on. They look like crab, but talk like people? No. Walk like people? Yeah, so it's like during the breeding season, like they come out of like in the same almost the way like cicadas, but like like times like four, like so how like cicada season is, but like every year, and they're on the ground, and so, it's a bunch of like look at all the little baby crabs. That's crazy. Yeah, and they're like all over the island, and they guck up the road. Yeah, the great red crab migration, dog. Like. Them bitches, like, they all in people's yards and shit. Is <laughs> like, going to work. I don't think the, by the way, I don't think the cicadas this time around were nearly as bad as they were the last time. Uh, yeah. You know who else feels that way? 
a bunch of climate change scientists. Um, they've been saying for years now that there's like a huge um, bug extinction going on that like nobody is talking about because they're bugs and like everybody hates bugs. But like it's actually a pretty big problem because bugs are a source of food for lots of other animals, which, you know, is just a continuing trend into the doomerism that is our current state of existence. But yeah, no, yeah, bugs, bugs are dying out. Um, year by year. Because I, I remember in middle school during Cicada Summer, it was legit crunch, 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 wah-wah. Yeah, no, nah, dude. Uh, I remember going to, like, Marley Creek and seeing them shits just, like, the whole top of the layer of the creek just covered in, like, dead cicadas, dude. Like, it was gross. Just how I wonder if these, I wonder if red crab tastes good, right? Because, like, that's got to be, like, crazy free eating, right? Yeah, like, no, like, Marylanders probably see that. And we're just like... Yes, as a Marylander, I'm looking at all of those crabs and I'm just like, dude, do you know how geeked I would be? I would eat all of them. If I woke up in the morning and uh, have any of our listeners ever had red crab before, let us know. Um, have you ever been to Christmas Island and seen the red crab migration? I would love to know what that's like in person, right? Like, how annoying is it? Did they get in While your house? While we're talking about crabs, do you know when or how that you learned how to crack a crack? I know it was within like the the five to 10 range, right? Like ages five to 10, Peter I feel like a, a hodgepodge of family members. I feel like that was one of the tribe raises the child kind of events. Yeah, the thing is- Nah, you gotta do it this way. Nah, don't have him do it that way. It's gonna take him forever. You know, he's a little boy kid. Dude, he hungry. He wanted no, baby. You gotta do it like this. Like, like for me, it was like I don't know who taught me how to pick a crab. I just, I just everybody. Like, I and feel then like you, everybody in Maryland just like. And you learn by watching too, right? Like you like, oh damn, he got a lot like of absolute savages to yeah. people from outside of our. He, yo, he got a lot of meat when he opened the crab like that. I gotta, and then you learn to use the claw right to open up the bottom and shit. Like, oh, you only yeah. need to use the claw if you scrub. Uh, we talking about starting out, dog, All right? right? Like, because I mean, like, if you're a real pro, you don't even have to dig into the crap. You just pull everything out through the legs. Yeah. But you got to be real skilled. I that. was also, it also depends on the fucking crab, too, right? Like, because you definitely... I know you've gone for a pull, right? And, then and you, it just all gets stuck in there. It's and that then the next fin, thing you know, you yeah, it's like, that little clear like what is that? The ligament fin or whatever that you pull out, and yeah. it's like now you gotta like yeah, you gotta like siphon that shit out. There's a level of satisfaction that comes with eating crabs. Though, pulling a full do. lump yeah, out, yeah, like, yeah. You like oh, this is about see, to be a good, thing, but like, people in Maryland, we I feel like we are incapable of getting full while picking crabs, like. By the time you just get tired of picking crabs. Yeah, by the time we would be full, we would have already fully digested the other crab at the yeah. beginning. Like, because picking crabs is also an exercise, right? It, it, like, your hands will, your fingers will hurt. Yeah. No. Um, There's which no is way why I are, are surviving that much vinegar, butter, Old Bay, and pointy objects. Yeah, that's why I don't mind people who like you know pick crabs with like gloves on and stuff like that it does i will say that you look weird though it's a weird do you judge people more for using the hammer or do you using the uh clamp cracker i don't judge either like because i'm like bro get your crab meat how you want to get because i don't want to put all the work in maryland 
I don't, I don't, I don't judge you because I don't want to put all that damn work in either. Like, I just give you more respect if you raw dog it like that, right? I'm like, oh, okay. Is there you, a certain point where yeah. if they keep using it, you're like, okay, dude, like, like if somebody. Oh my god, are we gatekeeping eating crabs, bro? Because I'm over here. Maryland. Fuck yes, we are. No, I'm just like, that's how I can tell a native. When I see you going at it like a fucking, like, frontiersman with, like, your bare hands, right? And you just dunking that, that shit in that butter, right? And yeah, no, listen. Then I'm like, oh, okay. That, that guy's from here. If I see somebody here. pop open a crab like, they're, it's a, like it's a soda can, yeah. you're from Maryland. Yeah. Like, and I'm like, if I see you got the hammer or the cracker, I'm like, oh yeah, that dude, he's gonna enjoy his crab, right? Like mm-hmm. you, because what you he's, want, he's, he's gonna, he's gonna, is a full butter dunk. Out of Maryland, you want the full butter dunk. Is, That's all I'm trying to say. Watching somebody from outside Maryland as a Marylander eat crabs, it's like when you see somebody eat order chicken wings and they don't eat the whole wing, but they don't know that they don't eat. Yeah, the whole yeah. Wing. It, <laughs> I'm like. Eat. What a waste! It's like, <laughs> just get, just get boneless, just get nuggets, just get nuggets. There you buddy. go. Just go ahead and get nuggets, buddy. Like, I'm like, if you don't it's know like, how it's to, okay, just order a crab cake. Yeah, that's our specialty too. Yep, that's like, literally what I was about to too. say. Crab cake or crab dip, you can't go wrong if you don't want to pick your crab. If you've never seen the uh, crab, the red crab migration um, on Christmas Island, go ahead and check it out. I don't um, know why it's called Christmas Island, but. Shout out to the holidays. Uh. (laughs) How about we take a break? So, as we close out, uh, Zig and I are going to be taking a break for the next couple of weeks to spend the holiday with our families. And as, you know, our graduate announced, he has finally completed his hard, his college circuit on hard mode. Um, not, not yet, but we are... I'm speaking it into close. existence. I mean, yeah, we are on the final stretch here, right? So, like, like I said it in my my set last night, um, you know, it, I, I've been stressed. I've been buried in research papers and textbooks and Spanish homework. And I mean, which other, is hard because yeah. it's literally a different language. Right. It's all Greek to me. Yeah, it, my Spanish it's, professor it's got all mad. Spa- it's and Spanish. Took that literally, it's Spanish. And said actually. that it's actually a different language tree. And they said it's closer to Romanian. And then I said, look, is why it? are you explaining algebra? I guess so, because Roma said, is probably closer to the Latin. But there's actually, shut up, something. And I'm just like, what? And then they start yelling at me in Korean. And yeah. now I'm really confused. Your Spanish teacher yelled at you in Korean? My Spanish teacher is the Rosetta Stone. That's So is, she is a polygot? Uh, you know, like the Daleks in... Do you know what a Do you know what a polygot is? Uh, it, it's a, Somebody who excited. speaks more than I think five languages. I mean, it's. I was thinking like Porygon at first. <laughs> no, yeah, a polygot is somebody. Hold on, let me bing it. <laughs> okay, so just knowing or using several languages, right? There's no official amount of languages that you have to know in order to be a polygot. So I guess if you know more than one, you're a polygot. Uh, 
which most Americans are not. Um, just by ease of convenience. I argue a lot of the I time, though, like that English. we... Um, Americans should know, like, a basic Spanish by now, right? Like, by now. Un poquito. Right, yeah. Uh, just enough to, like, get around if you accidentally found like your present, way into like Mexico. Your, like, present tense stuff. Yeah. You know. You don't Mi nombre have to, is... Yeah. Collegiate uh, Spanish. De donde... S, uh, right? <laughs> yo necesito... Cuando es... Uh, yeah. <laughs> right. Cuanto es un boleta... Para autobus. Que diez Right? No, like, yes. Uh, I feel like most, especially Southern Americans, should have, like, a tertiary understanding of Spanish by this point. Um, but no, instead, we've gone completely in the opposite di direction and, like, just claimed English as, you know, God's religion. And it is the international language of air travel. It's the international language of commerce, which yeah. is why yeah. Americans feel so fucking privileged, right? Like... And fucking... And fucking, um, yes, we are we are lucky um, that it is currently the so premier. Americans are cocky and Britain is smug. Yes, okay. um, and Canada is just happy to be here. Yeah, <laughs> Canada's just happy to be here. I would say Canada is humble. Australia is happy to be here. <laughs> Australia is like, yes, we are real. Um, yes, the animals are real, and yes, know, they are trying to kill you. And but we're enjoying. It. Please send help. <laughs> uh, we have opera and drop bears. Um, listen, listen. Uh, Throwback deep cut. Kangaroo Jack. Overrated. Underrated. <laughs> You mean the movie that started Anthony Anderson's career? And, and Jason Bateman. <laughs> and his takeover of Bill Cosby. I like how Anthony Anderson kind of like Highlandered Bill Cosby and no one talks about it. Um, you mean Kaiser Kose? Kaiser Sose? Yeah, Kaiser Sose. No one talks about it. Yeah, because I mean, I guess Hannibal came in and did the hit job, right? It was like, yeah, get this man out of the pocket. By the way, watch Blackish, right? And <laughs> <laughs> and now he's out there running fucking uh what was it uh the cop show oh, that man, he was I on he, i guess he would be cosby because i did learn things from blackish i mean blackish is the new cosby is this yeah, generation's yeah. cosby show yeah. right like it's like if you meshed the cosby show and fresh prince into one into one thing or maybe like my wife and kids and the cosby show into one thing because you know let's not disrespect my wife and kids yeah Ooh. Well, I mean, it's, it's like... My wife and kids are married with children. Uh, anything that's not married with children. I vehemently hate that show. For real? Yes. Damn. Damn, I did not expect that from you. The Why? best thing to come out of married with children is the voice acting career for Leela. <laughs> Damn, bro. What is it about married with children that you hate so much? It's too... It's too boomer humor? Yeah. Yeah? Yeah? I can see that. Do you like, do you like Roseanne? No. No, you don't like Roseanne either. No. Too is that does that fall in the same category? However, I will say her going the whole world is iconic. What about Home Improvement? 
Oh, Home Improvement's hilarious. Oh, you you think Home Improvement is hilarious? So you like Tim Allen, the fucking cocaine trafficker? <laughs> Wilson. Oh, this is a conversation that I've wanted to have since we're going to do some hold on, topics hold on. later. Wait, but uh, did you know that uh, recently his co-star... So they rebooted the Santa Claus movie that Tim Allen was in as a TV series on Disney Plus called The Santa Clauses. And his co-star, Casey Wilson, came out just recently and said that working with 70-year-old Tim Allen was the worst, truly worst single experience she's ever had as a co-star, right? Saying that he wouldn't, like, speak to her directly and would, like, go to the producers and stuff like that and tell them to complain that he was, like, right in front of her. He would complain to producers right in front of her that she was stepping on his lines and then the producers would sheepishly come over to her and be like, um, Tim, Tim is mad that you're stepping on his lines. It's like, like, he's, he's that guy. Uh, the article, the USA Today article I was reading this in also went into detail about how in Pamela Anderson's recent uh, memoir book uh, Love Pamela she recalled her time working as Lisa the tool time girl on Home Improvement. Oh my god I remember that! Yeah, yeah. Um, and apparently Tim Allen was a creep on that too according to... Well that doesn't surprise me because there was a story that came out about him and his co-star wife on that show yeah uh she said on the first day of filming i walked out of my dressing room and tim was in the hallway in his robe and he opened his robe and flashed me quickly completely naked underneath um (laughs) he said it was only fair because he had seen me naked now we're even i laughed uncomfortably Um, in all fairness to Tim Allen, uh, Tim Allen went on to say that, uh, no, it never happened. I would never do such a thing. (laughs) Which, what else are you going to say other than, yeah, I did that shit. I was on a lot of coke at that time. Right? (laughs) Like... (laughs) I know your Catholic sensibility meter is, like, at a twinge right now, (laughs) but (laughs) I just thought it was funny because, you know, you were like, yeah, home improvement was the shit. Uh, I'm a big fan of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Also, you know... Jonathan Taylor Thomas. I'm a a big fan of the work of Jonathan Taylor Thomas. Also, Dave Chappelle, right? You know, because let's not forget Dave Chappelle was on home improvement as well. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God, dude, what was Dave Chappelle's character's name? Uh, Dave Chappelle was, like, Tim's assistant um, on um, Tool Time in, like, the very beginning seasons. Um, What? Yeah. Oh, dude, you don't remember that? Yeah. Yeah. Go back and watch it. Because, I mean, in all respect, here is one of those moments where we have to say we are a fan of, we are fans of the work of Tim Allen and not the cocaine trafficking or the misogynistic ways of Tim Allen. Um, or the conserv- the weird conservative views, right? Um, who would have imagined that a guy who got, um, you know, bagged for trafficking cocaine in the 70s would be such a hard-line conservative now? Um, but... Tim Allen got busted trafficking blow? Yeah. Yeah, oh, dude, and it was like, nine- hold on, hold on. I, I don't want to misquote this, right? Because Tim Allen seems like the kind of petty guy. Who would find a fourth-rate podcast and not even NPR yeah. sponsorship? 1978. 
650 grams or 1.4 pounds of cocaine um, in the Kalamazoo Battle Creek International Airport in October 2nd, um, allegedly. Not allegedly because it's on the books. Um, you can go and look this up. Uh, here is his mugshot right there. He had that, you know, 70s porn stash yep. back then. Um, <gasps> Pure 1978, right? You know, uh, enough mustache to get cocaine stuck in for later. Uh, <laughs> How old was he at the time? Oh, dude, in his 20s, it says. Uh, and, you know, he'll probably say, like, you know, I, I've learned my lesson. That's why I'm such a hard-lying conservative. I hate how they pull that bullshit, right? Like, it's like, oh, I was wild in my day, so now I have to look at you, like, with uh, on a fucking pedestal and be like, mm, what a dumbass. Like, no. Like, shut the fuck up. Anyway, I'm sure it was the coke that made him pull his dick out in front of Pam, right? He was like, I can't resist the opportunity. <laughs> She'll only be here for three minutes. That's because time is moving way too fast for you right now, Tim. <gasps> yeah, so moving on, though. What else happened this week? So, oh. uh, the I don't know how much you have been following. Uh, the NBA put the drop. He's on fire. That's not the one I was thinking about. Oh. We fit music. Uh. <laughs> Sports beat. Uh, have you been keeping up anything with the NBA going on at all? I have not, actually. So, I've been the, leaving the sports beat up to you. Have you heard that they have been doing this thing called the in-season tournament? No. Yeah, so they have been doing, for the first time this year, uh, it's called an in-season tournament where... All of the games are considered regular season games, but they're set up into a bracket um, instead of just like regularly scheduled. So they fantasy football, basketball before people could fantasy basketball, basketball? No, they made regular season basketball, Fan still regular season basketball, but made people care about it. By setting up a weird bracket system? Yeah. Uh, because the the four semifinalists get to go play in Vegas. Okay. Which are still considered. Are they gonna play at the games. the uh, Vegas Bowl or whatever the dome? I probably right. Like you would. Why that, would they that not? That would be my guess. Yeah. Um, and then they are the only game in the in season tournament that has yet to have a name. I'm sure Adam Silver is putting all of his feelers out to try to be like. The name of this thing. Washington Football Club. <laughs> <laughs> the, the NBA Washington Football Club <laughs> in-season tournament. Hosted at the Las Vegas Superdome. <laughs> but the only game in the tournament that will not be considered a regular season game is the finals. And that will also be played in Las Vegas. And every player on the winning team, I believe, gets a million dollars if they win. Your theory is this is just to like spur interest in the regular season games. Again, and make, right? like Adam Silver uh, was in inter was interviewed recently. He says the only way this really works is if the players care. Yeah, and the players care. Like I watched some of that Boston Indiana game in which Boston lost because Tyrese Halliburton went off for like thirty one and like twelve assists. Like. Right. It's cool because it gives the Pacers this like chance to play in games of consequence 
where if you're going to put them in seven games in a row against the Celtics, the Celtics are going to beat them. Like, we're going to beat them four out of seven games. Right, so what makes you think that it gives the uh, the initiative, I guess, or the inspiration to play? It, it gives, I mean, it's, it's not the ultimate thing to win, but it's yeah. something to win. And... Right, so These even if I content. don't make it to the finals, right, then I at yeah. least, like, you know, beat like this bracket. Like, me as a card player, like, I will take my experience as a Yu-Gi-Oh player. Just as of this moment, I actually know we have more Yu-Gi-Oh players than listen to Magic players. Nah. <laughs> uh, shout out to... <laughs> shout out to our patrons in Rage Peacock. And you could be a patron, too. you could be too, a patron, too. If you follow us. At the flood pot on everything, and that, that is, is on, on everything. everything. Shout out to the I Am Nerd gang, right? Yeah. Uh, everybody over here from I Am Nerd, we appreciate y'all. I've gotten my Nationals invite for Yu-Gi-Oh! four times, and I've only went once. The only time I went was the first time I qualified in 2007. Bro, throwback. My dad got married for... Uh, the next time I qualified, so I, like the the weekend of nationals, so I couldn't go. Damn, and he didn't go to the tournament. I tried. Yeah, come like, on, you can reschedule. Yo, like, come you on. You don't need me there. You have four other kids. It would be the perfect honeymoon, right? To watch me just completely like thrash on some noob, right? Just like go in there and send him into the dark zone or what was it called? The Shadow Realm. <laughs> yeah, the Shadow Realm, which is not a real thing. That is just for American audiences. It's, it's actually just, just hell. Just death. It's death. They were they were murking niggas with Yu-Gi-Oh cards is what they were trying to hide from you on fucking PBS or <laughs> on the WB <laughs> Saturday morning. <laughs> it was killing niggas. <laughs> I think the fourth Seto time. Seto Kaiba played, and then was running fades. The fourth time I qualified for nationals, it was at a Shonen Jump. I just got eliminated from the main event. Hey, shout out to Shonen Jump, though. Right? Yeah. And it was, uh, there There was a, a 16 person side event that you could enter, and the winner, single elimination, the winner got an invite to nationals. Yeah, it wasn't the Shonen Jump championship, but I played my ass off to make sure I won that invite to nationals through that little side event. Right. Like, I didn't I mean, win the regional, but I won something. Listen, listen. And, listen. and that's kind of what the NBA in-season tournament is like. I feel like Adam Silver is looking at, because it's in soccer in Europe, there's a gazillion different cups to win. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay, so I see what you're saying now, right? So it's kind of like introducing that kind of element yeah. to basketball where it's like, it's like there's it's other the things to compete prize, right. But, you yeah. know, it's, you know, if you're Indiana yeah. and the Pacers win the in, the, the first in-season tournament cup, yeah. nobody's going to be able to say, like, the Pacers officially earned themselves to be an answer to a trivia question. Which NBA team won the first in-season tournament? Yeah, yeah, it's something to achieve for, even though you're not making the actual like the and grand prix. Not every single player on an NBA roster yeah. is making fifty million dollars. There are some that are on like, you know, it would be like if like they gave $4 out four million dollars. That's still a lot of money, but like four million dollar minimums. That's a 25% increase in their pay if they win. Yeah, and it would be like if they gave out, like, division championships, right? Like, yeah. you know, you well, might... Well, I mean, they do, but nobody actually... I don't even know what division right. what are in, who's in what division. Exactly. Divisions literally do not matter 
in no. the NBA. They <laughs> exist, but they don't matter. It, it, that's what I'm saying, right? So, and it's almost like weird to take this tournament route instead of like I guess reinvigorating like the division standard, right? Where it's like you know you've got like east in in west and all that and like you could give awards for like the best on the east or the best on the west but no like instead we're just i think basketball might be a weird case with how like impactful a single player is and then you tie those teams up into divisions to where they have to beat up and also now with like free agency and players being able to transfer teams in the middle of the season and shit like that like what does like a division really mean it's more individual player acknowledgement at this point, right? Or you would think it would be. But it's also, like, have you seen highlights with all of these, like, really cool-looking courts? No, I have not yet. Uh, Is it, like, a VR kind of, not, like, a no, VR, like an AR kind of thing? No, like, the courts are designed, like, differently. Like, instead of just a wood NBA court, like, it'll be a bright blue with, like, graffiti and shit, like, all of it. Like, oh, so they're trying to make them look like street courts. Like, all sorts of different crazy yeah. different courts. I think even you shared with me, I think you shared with me that the LA Rams are going to be sponsored by One Piece for a day? Yeah. But yeah, no, apparently in uh, NFL history, uh, One Piece is doing a monumental partnership with the LA Rams uh, where they will be sponsoring a... I feel like all 29 other NFL franchises are now like, wait, Motherfucker, we could have done that? That's allowed? Right. Who do you think is getting Dragon Ball Z? Because this will not just be the the last, right? Oh, I'll tell you one that's a goddamn lockup. New York Giants are getting Attack on Titan. Oh, they better. Like, why like, would they not? Like, the New York not... Giants better get Attack on Titan. Yeah, that would be an absolute failure if they didn't. Like, what? who do the Patriots get? Spy Family? <laughs> The Vikings get Vinland Saga. Yeah, no, the post doesn't. The Cowboys get Cowboy Bebop. The post doesn't have any more information than that. What exactly the partnership entails? So I'm sure there will be some kind of like merchandise matchup. Everybody walks yeah, in the door. Um, uh, the uniforms will probably be like you know littered with uh, One Piece references and stuff like that. I think my guess is the helmet is going to be. <clears throat> the the like one piece logo in the rams helmet like they had on the thing yeah some kind of way uh it 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 seems like a cool idea right my money is on the rams over because i guarantee you there is a more than 10 percent of that team that watches one piece and they will refuse to lose wearing the gear of nakama it does make me wonder like how this deal came about like whose idea was this Oh, this is 100% some genius in the Rams marketing department that just said, like, have y'all ever thought about, like, calling Japan? Like, partner in the anime partnership? Like, with an anime? Like, like, literally. I'm sure there's a crossover. So there was probably, like, we'll put it as 12 angry men in a room, right? (laughs) And one of them is weave. One of them them goes, have y'all ever thought about just, like, partnering with an anime? (laughs) And the other 11 are all like, like what the well, fuck we, is an anime? Already had just determined that we were going to go in partnership with Gator Powerade, esteemed fine. 
Yeah, because they're like, like what the fuck like, is an anime? Um, what? Um, there's, there's like a lot of people that watch anime, and then ten people are like, that sounds dumb. And then one guy is like, you know what, man, let's hear him out. And then that one man stands on his pedestal and weebs to the best of his abilities and eventually converts everybody to Nakama. If you had to pick an anime to show Roger Goodell, what anime would, would it be? Cowboy Bebop. <laughs> no, I think, the, I think the ultimate starter anime for... Is Cowboy for, for, for a gamer? For, like, all right, so for starters... The idea of anything that appeals to, quote, an American is ridiculous. Even though anime is very, like, Euro-obsessed, right? Like, so my question is, do you think <laughs> Roger Goodell sat down and watched <laughs> One Piece? I was like, yeah, no, this is a good idea. <laughs> Absolutely. Who's the owner of the Rams? <laughs> No, here's how this went. Honey! Yeah, what? You got a letter! Who's it from? Look at this letter's from! What? Who is this? It says, it says, order! Order! What? Look at, look at, look at Stan. What is it, Stan Crokey? Like, yeah, this is the owner of the fucking L.A. Rams, bro. Oh, like, the Crankies? Yeah. Oh, yeah, no, they they own, like, multiple sports franchises. Okay, all right, right. Like, so, like they're actually, so it's cranky. the Crankie family's actually pretty Oh, good. yeah, they, do they own Arsenal? Yeah, I think they, they own, like, multiple franchises. Yeah, in no, multiple I get it, I get sports. it. So... Do you think that guy... No, nah, this guy looks like he watched One Piece. I feel like he was like, ooh, what's that? <laughs> yeah, no, that guy looks cool. He looks wacky. Yeah, no, <laughs> like, he looks like the dude who the son would have came over and be like, Dad, Dad, do you see what this says? Oda, Oda! Uh, and the dad's like, well, son, let me see. Just take a sit on my lap here. Nope, that's not how it happened, bro. They was watching fucking One Piece on Netflix. <laughs> and his son was like, yo, you know what would be tight? You know what would be tight if you made, like, the if you made the team wear, like, One Piece gear and stuff like that? And he was like, well, you know, it is making big money on Netflix, right? So this is one of the cool things, I think. So, like, I know everybody, it's it's easy to shit on franchising stuff. I mean, in the, 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 the people who are dope. One Piece fans on on the Rams, and there are One Piece fans on the Rams, um, because that's this, what I, I said. The it, crossover has to be there, right? Because like, at this point, if you put ten people in a room, one of them probably a One watches, Piece fan. I was gonna say, or watches anime, yeah. right? At least, like the people that are on the Rams that are One Piece fans are going to be so fired up for that game. So, I mean, this is a pretty monumental moment happening here. It is the first anime-NFL crossover collaboration. This almost feels like, a, like seriously, like, like the other 31 NFL teams are probably like, shit, why didn't we think of this? That's a, it, I mean, it's kind of a legitimizing moment for uh, anime. Not that anime needed any more of a legitimizing, like, in the industry. It still um, does, but it, that's another discussion another time. But speaking of 
big moments this year i know you wanted to do a year-end wrap-up right as we are closing out the last couple of weeks in december and we're getting ready to go on break here at the flood pod we kind of wanted to take a look back and see what some of the biggest moments of this year that weren't israel hamas were Yo, Ocean Game is hilarious. <laughs> you mean the the implosion of billionaires so who were funny. dumb enough to get in a fucking DIY tank? <laughs> I have not seen so much James Cameron in such a short period of time in my entire life. Ocean Gate was one of the moments that was pure, I feel like pure 2023 in the like fuck around of, 2023 was the year of fuck around and find out, and right? AI. Yeah. Well, I mean, AI is pretty much fuck a around and fire and find out. out. Yeah. Um, AI was definitely the it girl of the year. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> stealing Trump shine in a way that I don't think, you know, he, you even he was the, ready for. Have the word of the year debate? Uh, I know we did a segment on words being introduced into the dictionary this year, but what is the, the, the word of the, the year? The Webster's dictionary word of the year. It's authentic. The Oxford word of the year is Riz. The uh, I feel like Riz is probably yeah like it's like one of them got a Grammy, the other one is like you know the got street anthem. <laughs> no, I was gonna say is the street anthem, oh, right? Yeah. yeah, is the one that's been playing in the clubs, right? One of them gets a Grammy, the other one's got the streams popping, right? Um, so. <laughs> Yeah, no, authentic, I feel like, especially because we are living in the age where authenticity is increasingly uh, increasingly becoming scarce, it's uh, going extinct, right? Like, with, eight, with AI and online anonymity, right? Uh, the call for uh, transparency has actually created more mirages than anything, right? I mean, that's my hot take. No one can be authentic online when producing content by themselves because the idea of producing content inherently gives the creator the framing of producing what they want to portray. And therefore, nothing can be deemed as authentic because the bad is never given the light of day. Okay, Nietzsche. Uh, I feel like that argument is assuming that everything online is content now, which there is an argument to be made, especially just recently. I can't remember who posted it, but it's something like a good 70 to 80% of the stuff online now is either self-promotional or promotional content. The amount of just like genuine user base has gone down significantly i'm sure that has a lot to do with like the hustle culture and creator economy becoming more of a legitimate thing in the country this has also been a good year for video games yes it's uh, gotten me to play video games no i mean i fucked around and bought a ps5 and found out that it was worth the wait right um it is also worth the hype fucking phenomenal uh god of war ragnarok uh is great uh the elden ring Baldur's gate i need to buy uh i do want to try Baldur's gate eventually but i want to buy the mario rpg super Super mario rpg remake uh i want to get came out yeah mario what is it uh the the new mario game that just came out too um 
Nintendo's wild. They'll, like, nowadays, they're just announcing stuff, like, three months in advance. And then, like, all of these things, I'm like, oh, I'm looking forward to that. And then it's like, it's already out. And I'm like, shit, is it? Like, yeah, oh, fuck. No, it's not Mario Like, I haven't it even played Mario Odyssey. Yeah, I was gonna say, Mario Odyssey was the last one. The newest Mario is a side-scroller. Super Mario Brothers Wonder is the one that just came out this year. I'm trying to get my hands on that, uh, but I'm waiting on them Christmas deals, baby! No, uh, and I feel like there's some other games that came out this year, too. That Spider-Man, Baldur's yes. Gate. Yep, Spider-Man was the big one that uh, I was thinking about. Um, and then, as we said, Mortal Kombat. It's like the three main ones that people were talking about were Baldur's Gate, Tears of the Kingdom... Alan Wake, Baldur's Gate, Cyberpunk 2020. The Resident Evil yeah. 4 remake. Yeah, God, no. I can't believe, like, the Resident Evil 4 remake even snuck by me. Like, that's that's my favorite in the genre by far. We are living in a good time for video games, right? Despite all the, uh, whatchamacallit, the controversy going on at these studios, right? Uh, we've still got quite a bit of I honestly I, I wanna I wanna play more video games. I wanna get back to playing them more, but I mean that requires a decent work life balance that right now just doesn't seem capable with the current uh demand that life has for, for us. Yeah. Uh but I mean, outside of that, you know, that was a big trend this year, too, was, like, you know, really analyzing the work-life balance. Uh, the writer's strike was, you know... Uh, the summer of labor! It really was a year with, like, a kind of, like, microscope, right, on, like, the labor movement in the United States. Basically, um, humans it, going, hey, humans matter! I mean, like, uh, didn't the stripper union uh, become a thing this year? Starbucks had those yeah, Starbucks, labor strikes. Union. Auto workers union, right? Like, yeah. we really like, yeah, this was like the year of strikes, right? And I don't think we are done. I really think that's like the tip of the iceberg um, as far as that's concerned. Because, yeah, the focus going forward is going to be a focus on what the cut is for the you know the little guy here mm -hmm. right especially with you know the ai becoming an everly increasing driving force in industry in the moment like everybody's trying to find a way to fit these ai and agi systems into their overhead can you imagine being called a scab as a stripper <laughs> I mean, listen, <laughs> listen, like, the, the, but like, let's not, let's not pretend like they don't deserve some kind of organized no, voice, like, right? Like, like, they absolutely do. Can you imagine being a scab as a stripper, right? Yeah, like, like, stepping on the heels of like girls, like, the heels <laughs> of girls, like, trying to fight for like better work environment for you? Because, like, let's, let's be real, like, even if you embrace like nudity and sexuality and all that stuff and you let your freak flag fly the environment of a strip club can entice some like you know of the skeevy people to some of the skeevy people like yeah some of also, the more skeevier type is embracing liberating yourself well by doing that you're oppressing you should, the people who are unionized right and striking, to, do, to so. do that for you right like it doesn't it doesn't make make it make sense right like make it make sense so the most offensive thing in the world is a stripper scab 
or or an insurrectionist or playboy rapper billionaires who have been exposed as cosby builds because let's not forget that you know fucking late late season drop just to you know keep everybody on their heels uh, we are currently in the midst of the empire of bad boy being taken down. I don't know if that 50 Cent documentary is like a real thing or not, but oh my god, if 50 actually makes a documentary... What comes out earlier, the 50 documentary or Diddy? <laughs> Didn't. <laughs> um, so what are some of the... I mean, we Al- Alabama Riverboat Brawl. Does uh, McCarthy leaving, resigning from Congress before his term make it in there? Right? Like, I feel like that's not really having a I huge like impact the at the moment. With, I feel like with Congress the, being an absolute... Circus yeah. music. Just, yeah. Bobert... Yeah, all of Santos. it. Yeah, being the absolute just, just, circus performance that it was this year, right? Just encompass in general. Like Congress makes it in there for just including Bernie Sanders having to break up a fight from the uh, Teamsters Union at the one guy. Yeah, but not, but not condemning Israel or calling for a ceasefire, though. Which I have to say, I'm kind of, kind of disappointed in burning for, to be completely honest. But, I mean. Nobody's infallible. I mean, I will say pick your battles, but if anybody was to pick this battle, you would expect it to be Bernie? Yeah, for Bernie to be like, yeah, no, uh, maybe, maybe instead of Israel has the right to defend itself, being like, people have the right to live, right? Like... Yeah. (laughs) We actually were having an interesting discussion in uh, a social media class this past week about um, a really early troll effort about uh, people on like uh, um, like Google groups for cats and then a bunch of people invading the Google group for cats and uploading like mutilated cat pictures and everything. And they were like, so talk about free speech here. And I rose my hand and I was like, it was totally within their free speech rights to post those mutilated cat pictures. Oh, that's the stance you took immediately, but... but- <laughs> It's also a private server, and therefore, totally within the rights of the moderators to take it down. Yeah, or, and ban the posters, right? Because, like, that's not the kind of content we want here. Um, hey, uh... It's within their right to attempt to post it. <laughs> there you go. That's, that's a good cover. Um, yeah, no, I, I feel like, though, we can't ignore the Diddy thing um, any any longer, right? Especially considering it all started out with the arrest of Keefy D, right? Uh, who it started out with a hit. How could it end up like this? <laughs> it was only a hit. Just another hit. Yeah, uh, speaking of hits, uh, yeah, the, the arrest and quote-unquote solving of Tupac's murder, right? You know, um, that will go down in the history books. I feel like is another, I feel like it had an impact, but I feel like, you know, it would have had more of an impact like 10 years ago. So let's talk about music for a second. Like we said, this is the year that was dominated by country music. Yes. With the exception of Taylor. Right. And everybody's only going to remember Taylor because now she was voted Time Magazine's Taylor of the Taylor. (laughs) I, yeah, her being person of the year is kind of wild to me. I'm not, and it's not, it's not Taylor hate, but let's not, like, pretend that Beyonce wasn't out here doing the same exact thing with Renaissance this entire time, movie and everything. 
so but i guess we can't give all the awards to beyonce uh <laughs> i do feel like um beyonce will take a charged lemonade though jesus let's not do that to beyonce right uh beyonce probably would not take a charged lemonade i'm sure she is getting her juice fucking cold pressed <laughs> Um, she's getting anything however she wants it she's beyonce but this was the year of country music though we cannot ignore the fact that like the Despite summer was the grammys think that they can right absolutely dominated by uh country music gotta and, respect that check morgan wallen and it was yeah it, it's the fall it, it's i was the, gonna say does so you know and this is the first year in a long time that hip-hop hasn't really dominated the charts like that even though this was the year that drake broke the billboard chart record of most number one hits uh beating yeah, michael jackson we out we have the villain arcs of drake you're right we have the villain arc of usher the villain arc of doja cat so i mean even though this year kind of like did slide through like a blitzkrieg right it uh there were still quite a few moments that can't be forgotten do you have any other big ones that you wanted to? Probably, but I can't remember anymore hey. at the time. Right and the fact that Zig is having a brain fog is just another example of how none of this is normal. But what could and should be normalized for you guys is by Zigizing. Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon Cards, Magic the Gathering, and other board game supplies at TokenFG.com and using the promo code Ziggy to get 10% off of your order and... Following us at the Flood Pod on everything. And that is on everything. Especially if you want to keep up with us for the next couple of weeks. I'd say about two, two, three weeks, right? Yeah. Uh, two, three episodes. We'll be back, but we will also be posting stand-up and other content on our socials. You know, you can find me at Signature Doc and... You can find me at Ziggy Star Scream. And, and um, by the time y'all will hear this, uh, by the time you next hear from us um i will have gotten a really expensive piece of paper hey shout out to that expensive piece of paper and shout out to y'all hopefully hope y'all have a wonderful holiday season whatever holiday y'all started i know uh, hanukkah. hanukkah started the other day um just to night Shout out to Eli Weisel. Uh, <laughs> shout out to Santa Claus. Shout out to Kwanzaa Bot. And <laughs> I've been Signature Doc. It's your boy Ziggy. Deuces. Look, it's a flood. It's a flood. It's flooding. Get away. Quick, we need to get to higher ground. Open the floodgates.